The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my good friend and co-host, Roger. And uh, on this episode, we're going to take a a short, brief look at a really powerful and wonderful psalm, Psalm 37. Um, But before we get there, uh, Roger, it's just a very simple question. Apple or Android? Oh, that's easy. It's Apple. Oh, okay. (laughs) Why, Why so easy? You're a computer guy, too. So that's interesting. You didn't ask me PC or Mac, though, because oh, that's, that, that's, a, that's a follow-up question, and that one's pretty easy, too. <laughs> oh, PC, what's that one? So okay. PC on uh, my laptop and Apple for my phone. Oh. Uh, I converted uh, about seven years ago. I was an Android guy and then converted. Okay. And when I converted, I never went back. I got into the ecosystem and just loved it. But uh, Interesting. But, but with the computer you'll go PC. Yeah, because that's what I learned uh, for many years. And that's what I know best. And there's some programs that just don't easily run uh, on Macs, but Macs are are great. I I see, you know, the value in having a Mac for certain tasks, but how about about you? That's a hard one for you, right? Are you going to well, for me, I mean, look, I'm, I'm whatever anyone gives me. That's kind of what I use. Uh, so, but, but I'll tell you what, so I, I was uh, Apple and then I, I decided, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I said, I, I want to try, I like changing things up. Like I, I'll change furniture in my office. I'll turn it around, change the direction I'm looking. I just want a little change once in a while. So I changed to an LG um, and uh Within a year, I think I exchanged it back for an Apple <laughs> iPhone, and I said I'm never going back again. I just, for me, the Apple is so user friendly, and you know how I am. I, I don't know anything about computers, so it's perfect for me. Um, so, yeah, no, I go Apple over the Android at, at, at this point. Well, um, good thing for us, David, the psalmist, wouldn't have to worry about this question, uh, but he did have some things that he worried about. Uh, some things that uh, a lot of us deal with, a lot of us worry about. Um, and I, I'm just going to, I want to start, we want to look at a little bit at Psalm 37. And I think that as we start working our way through this Psalm, uh, people will understand why this is such a significant Psalm. At least uh, mm-hmm. I think it is for our conversation, especially uh, we won't, we won't look at all of it. We'll look at just kind of focus in on the first 11 verses of Psalm 37 uh, but I'll, I want to read the, the first two lines, and then I just want to start talking a little bit about this, and we'll work our way through some more as well. Uh, but David writes, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Now, there's more, obviously, and and... In verse 10, kind of it's a follow-up to verse 2, it goes on, it says, In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Mm -hmm. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. Uh, And we'll come back to verse 11 in a little bit. But just looking at that first, that fret not yourself 
because of evildoers. What does it mean to fret, at least in in this biblical sense here? Fret not yourself because of evildoers. What is it that David is saying people do that we have a tendency to do that we shouldn't be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you look at other passages of scripture in the Proverbs um, and even earlier in the Psalms, it talks about not not being envious of evildoers, not wanting what they have, um, not being anxious, not, um, you know, we don't use the word fretting very much. Right. But but it's an interesting word because it has that sense of of that worry, that anxiety, uh, maybe fuming over something and becoming upset over it, thinking yeah. about it a lot, kind of your eye is on that other person. Your eyes are, are looking at them and it's starting to brew something up in your own thinking and your own uh, desires are starting to become yeah. inflamed because of who you're looking at. Yeah. One, one author translated that from the Hebrew, he said, it, it's, it's like, do not get heated. Like you said, fume, don't fume, don't get heated. And, and it's this emphasis, it seems like, and I want to think about this with you, it, this emphasis on uh, people looking at those who are not faithful, those who are mm-hmm. not walking with the Lord, but seem to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are some, I, what, I was trying to think of some good examples of what we might deal with these days. What can you think of that? We're, we're looking out at the world and kind of frustrated and upset that they look like they've got things mm-hmm. uh, that we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's funny because I was uh, you know, looking at a Spurgeon quote on this psalm and his opening statement is he said, this is the great riddle, the prosperity of the wicked and the affliction of the righteous. Mm. And, and there's this idea, I think, when uh, you see those who aren't believers prospering, whether it be financially prospering, uh, health-wise, longevity of life, uh, maybe family, they they seem to have all of the world's goods, Mm -hmm. and they're not following the Lord. Yeah. And here, I mean, David says they're, they're literally evildoers mm-hmm. or, or the second part of that wrongdoers. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not neutral. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. this is, this is the guy that uh, is stepping all over everybody and succeeding. Mm-hmm. He, he's the guy that's manipulating the system and you're watching the manipulation take place and he's getting away with it. Mm-hmm. I guess a question I'd have is, why would, what are we envious of in that situation? What, what do you think this idea, what, what are we envying there? It, it seems that the temporary things of this world, we're not envying their eternity. We're not envying the end of their life. We're envying the present temporary circumstances that are favorable that maybe we want, that mm-hmm. they're experiencing because our focus I think is on this life only, not on the end. So instead of envying, if we, if we had the eternal perspective, we should pity the person, right? Because if you don't know the Lord, you, there is no hope. There is only judgment, but instead we lose our focus so easily, right? We get so stuck on ourselves and this temporary life 
and we're envying people that really have a very, uh, you know, the end of judgment yeah. of their lives. But yeah, just like it says, I mean, they soon fade like the grass and wither mm-hmm. like the green herb. And, and we're looking at them going, but we want that. We want that. And yeah. David is pointing out, but they'll be gone so quickly. Um, so it seems to me there, there's a connection here, though, with putting ourselves in obviously the believer's uh, place. Yeah. And we're looking out at these people that are succeeding and prospering, yet doing it in such an unrighteous way and being jealous or envious of that. I think it speaks more to our own hearts, though, doesn't it? It tells us that there's something discontent going on inside of us. It's, it's, there's, so there's the short term, the short sightedness, the fact that we're too focused on the temporary Mm -hmm. at the same time, there's this, this aspect of lacking contentment and fulfillment that's making us look outward, look elsewhere. Um, What do you think about that? Is that. Yeah, I think there's also, you know, maybe, maybe we have a prosperity mindset. We wouldn't use that term, but maybe we have it where mm-hmm. we think that, look, we follow the Lord. We love the Lord. He's going to take care of us. And, and that definition of, of what it looks like is yeah. we're going to succeed in this life, whether it be in our careers, having a family, maybe getting married, um, all of the things of this world. And we get entitled to things that, uh, are of this world and we look at others who have it and that's revealing you know something we want that they have or coveting we're we're not content yeah. in the lord and and even in what he provides because you could even be prospering and, and having a lot of the temporary comforts of this life but still be looking outward and want something more or want something different yeah and we forget to thank our father for all he's given us because we're not content. So I, I, there's just all these mixed things going on in our heart coming up, bubbling up that I, I, yeah. I think uh, drive us away from uh, yeah. gratitude. I was going to say, it's interesting. This gratitude aspect is, is so important. There's no gratitude there. Mm-hmm. An envious heart is not a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what you're saying is gratitude is a great defense against envy, mm-hmm. against that coveting that we're, we're discussing. And I think that's, that's right on. That's a great and uh, important reality. Gratitude does fight against. It's, a, it's, a, it's part of our armor. Look at the next couple of verses, verses three and four here. It's, it's interesting. Um, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, this is a famous section of scripture, a famous verse, but I'll tell you which part is famous. He will give you the desires of your heart. (laughs) I was just talking to a good friend of mine about uh, about this very issue. Okay. uh, Cause you know, we were talking he's like, but doesn't the Lord say he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm like, yes, he does. He absolutely does. But we're forgetting something. <laughs> There's the first part of that verse, uh, delight yourself in the Lord yeah. and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, 
in my estimation, as I look at that, it seems to me that what the Lord is saying there is when I am the desire of your heart, Mm -hmm. when you delight in me, right? The delight comes when you, when he is the desire of our hearts, I will not withhold myself from you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you myself that I think that's, what's going on in verse four, right? Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If he is your desire, he's not going to withhold that good thing from you. Obviously there's more to it, but what do you, what do you think about those couple of verses? Yeah. I mean, you're starting out on, on verse four, what you're saying, you know, uh, agree. I think that another part of that is the delighting in the Lord. You know, I'd equate that to making the Lord your treasure. Amen. Making yeah. the Lord uh, your greatest delight, your greatest desire. And what happens is your desires become transformed and you start to want what he wants. And when you're wanting what he wants, you're receiving that from yeah. him. He doesn't withhold yeah. from us those great desires of our heart aligned with his will. But isn't that what Jesus says, you know, in, in the New Testament, we, um, that he will give us the desires of our heart when they're aligned with, with his will. That's right. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a transforming verse yeah. if we see it from the first part of what that delight is doing, because it's in the Lord and you think it's in the relationship with the Lord. It's not in what the Lord gives me. Right. It's it's knowing and, and delighting in him and desiring him above everything else. Yeah. Um, and then the Lord doesn't withhold any good thing from those who, who seek him. I, I forget where it is in well, Isaiah or Jeremiah, that, that paraphrase. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's an interesting thought. This really can, if, if we, if we look at this verse carefully and, and dig in and, and ask ourselves this question, what, what is our desire, our delight? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that we're looking for most? And if, if we, as Christians, we claim that we want what the Lord wants. And so we think mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we see in the New Testament that being conformed to the image of the sun is the goal is part of what the Lord is doing in us. If we really want that sanctification, then whatever the Lord gives that's going to get us there is the, is what we delight in. You know, mm. we talk about, look, uh, we know that our characters form, you know, uh, uh, consider it joy when you're, you know, dealing with the, uh, now I can't paraphrase. It's been a long <laughs> week, man. <laughs> uh, when you go through various trials, right? Okay. Because it's going to build character and it's going to, it's going to cause you to build, yeah. this, build this perseverance and things. So, um, do I, the reason I can consider that joy is because that is what I delight in. That's my desire to be sanctified, to be conformed to the image of the sun. I think what we do, we have a tendency to do is go, okay, how can I get what I want? Mm -hmm. Okay. What can I do that will make God happy enough to give me what I want? Yeah, we make a deal with God. I'll obey yeah. you. I'll serve you. I'll become a missionary. I'll do anything for you. <laughs> right. The desire of, okay, you got my back. You're going to provide. You're going to give me a yeah. wife now. You're going to give me yep. money. You're going to give me this or that. And we don't say it out loud, but in, in you know, 
back of our mind, we're kind of thinking that, or we can become entitled and say, Lord, look how I've served you so much. I've done so much for you. And now I'm suffering. This is what I get for following you. Yeah. Um, Why aren't you giving me the desires of my heart? Yeah. And, and, and there is a mystery, right? There's a mystery in, in each of our lives, you know, the Lord is revealing things that are going on in our heart and we don't always know, but sometimes when things are taken, we realize what we truly treasured or what we're delighting in what we really want. And those are painful, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. your desires are so strong that when you lose something you want, Mm -hmm. you get angry, you, you become so, you know, animated over it. Right. You, you fret over it. In fact, right. Just a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. We fret over it because that's what we wanted and they have it by the way. And we don't, and we're the good guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking, look at verse three, because isn't that part of the answer to mm-hmm. trust in the Lord? See, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like we, we, I think we talked about this months ago on our contentment uh, episodes, but there's a lack of trust so often in our hearts that we, and it's not that we don't trust that God can, mm-hmm. we just don't think he will give to us what is really good because we think we know better than god what is good we, we don't we don't trust that he you know we trust that he's sovereign but not necessarily that he's good or not necessarily yep. that he loves and it comes out in this doesn't it yeah i i i feel that more and more that it's the goodness of god that we're wrestling with not his sovereignty because how often, I mean, you hear about the sovereignty of God, we, we believe it, we see it all in scripture a lot, but the goodness of God is how you feel about your life at that moment. And when you define the goodness of God by your experience and not by the character of scripture, sometimes it can get off, especially when you're not content with what's happening in your life. You think, well, God isn't good right now. Yeah. He's yeah. good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't have to feel good for him to be good to you. Yeah. You know, because sometimes some of the goodness of him is what he's doing in our lives by breaking us and molding us and shaping yeah. us, not just this temporary comforts and blessings that we rejoice in. I mean, every good gift comes down from the Father of Lights. That's yep. praise God for all the great things in our life. But Amen. We, we we want to praise him for everything, even those moments when we can't say that. Yeah. It reminds me of the things I think you and I, I don't know if we talked on the air or off the air, but Charlie's uh, after so sadly and suddenly losing his son, um, he talked so much about, you know, allowing what he knows about God to help interpret his own emotions and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't let your feelings, we know feelings can be fleeting and can be uh, kind of peaks and valleys, ups and downs, mm-hmm. but we want the truth about what we know about God. Uh, we want our feelings to submit to that, those truths. And I feel like this passage is, is similar in that it's saying, look, because envy is such a kind of this instinctual thing. We look, we see, we want, and we're upset that we don't have. Uh, but when we allow the truth Look, David's saying, look, don't you see their future? Yeah. 
And, and not just don't you see their future, but don't you see your God? Mm-hmm. And do you trust him? Yeah. Isn't he trustworthy? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because I want to preach to myself because, you know, I struggle with these things. Sometimes we look out at, at the worldly people around us and we go, but why, why should they even have a moment of prosperity? Uh, but then we have eternity. Yeah. Yeah. We have the greatest prosperity mm-hmm. just defined not by worldly standards. Yeah. Yeah. What about verses five and six? So David writes, commit your way to the Lord, Mm. trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. What's the command there? It it seems like, what do you you make of commit your way to the Lord? What, What is this idea of your way? Commit your way to the Lord. I think your your lifestyle, your walk, your your everything, the 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 direction of your life, you're committing to Him, um, and how you're walking with Him, uh, really encompassing all of life. Um, yeah. One one author I was reading on this, he said something like, "Committing your way, that idea of your way, it can even include and and may even include." Uh, kind of your career, mm-hmm. your, your, your work, yeah. your, your, those types of endeavors, like commit those things to the Lord, trust in him and, and he's going to act, just commit all that you're, you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know what I was just thinking too is, is even in that, do we ever step back and say, Lord, I have these desires or I have these, these wants but what do you want? And, and could you change my desires mm. and submit those desires to him, even if they're really strong? Yeah. You know, how, how, how much, how often do we do that? You know, we, we have these desires that we want fulfilled, but how often yeah. do we submit? And a professor who used to talk about that um, of submitting your own desires to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I think it's brought out in this. Absolutely. Song. That, is brought out and it's, 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 I think it's emphatic, Roger, you're, you're bringing up such a good point. I was thinking about it this way. Uh, and again, a good co- conversation. I was having a good conversation with a good friend of mine and mm-hmm. just kind of, he, we were wrestling or he was asking about this. He was saying, Lord, what do you want me to do so that I can have that comfort and just the peace that I'm mm-hmm. looking for. And I was trying to help him see that, look, it, it's not Lord, what can I do so that I get what, what, if, what if it's that very thing he's withholding from you on purpose because he's got something better himself. Yeah. And what if that stuff that we're looking forward to all the time that we're wanting, that we're envying is actually what's, what's preventing us hmm. from having the depth of relationship with God. That is the only thing that can satisfy. Hmm. Um, so we do need to learn to submit our desires to his and ask him, beg him, plead with him, you know, to change our hearts because his way is clearly better. Yeah. I think, I think that 
you know, sometimes we use words and the way we use words reveal a lot, right? I mean, our words reveal what's going on inside of our hearts, Jesus tells us. Um, but one of the words we use very uh, often is need. Mm-hmm. I need, right? I need yeah. this. I need that. Yeah. When we're really, it's I want. I have a strong want, a strong desire for something. And that's okay. You can have a strong desire, but sure. the need, we exalt it. And then that gets us into trouble because once you've hit a need, you can't live without it. And if it's not fulfilled, then you feel like something is off in my life. It can't be right if I don't have this. So, Yeah, Yeah, it's so interesting. I've been uh, talking to a few others too a lot recently about my struggle to be present in the moment. Mm. Uh, And what I mean is, um, I'm always looking for the next thing, the next thing, and uh, what's the next event or the next uh, way of doing ministry or the next whatever, instead of being present in the moment and just being where God has me. Clearly, he has me right here um, in his sovereignty. I can't question that. You know, yeah. He's got me here. So what, what can I do here to bring him glory and honor? And that might mean to just be quiet and listen to him. Uh, yeah. which is actually interesting is the next verse, the verse seven says, <laughs> that was a good segue. You like that? Uh, mm-hmm. I, didn't even, I didn't even plan that. <laughs> that. That just happened. I guess the spirit. Uh, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over the man who carries out evil devices. So it's be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. What does that mean? <laughs> Be still and wait. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that we make it more than it even needs to be? Hmm. Sometimes we just need to be still. I mean, think of the comparison. It's the comparison to fretting. Yep. It's, it's, it's the focus on something else instead of the focus on the Lord and waiting upon the Lord because we're so impatient. We all are. We all want everything to occur in our timing. Um, We want things solved. We want tie a nice bow around everything. But isn't it interesting that the, that the psalmist brings out this constant don't fret, don't fret, but it's not a condemnation so much as it's the reality of what's naturally occurring in our lives when we look out and see, you know, in, in this context, the wicked prospering, the unrighteous, yeah. seeming to get ahead. And the reminder, the gentle reminder, you don't need to fret. You have the Lord. You have the Lord you can turn to. So it's, it's either or, you know, are you going to turn to the Lord or are you going to fret um, over it? But just that, that, that sense of just stopping, it's so hard in our lives, right? To just be yeah. quiet and listen to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, uh, it's uh, interesting here, this idea of waiting patiently. If, Mm -hmm. if, think about it, if, if David at that time had a problem waiting, imagine Mm -hmm. our internet culture (laughs) is dealing with here. Waiting means it's part of trusting, right? Mm -hmm. Waiting is not trying to make it happen myself, uh, not, not taking these, you know, it's not, it's not pulling a, a, a Abraham, Sarah and Hagar. It's a waiting 
yeah. waiting and trusting and it's be still be silent. I think the word there means something like be silent yeah. before the Lord enough talking and, and just look to him and wait. What do you think are the hardest things people might struggle with waiting for, hmm. for the Lord to act in? I, I think there's, there's a lot of things. I think in the, the surroundings that we have in our kind of evangelical church culture, I do think that um, a lot of the, the single people that we hmm. uh, minister to really have trouble with the idea of waiting and I think the reason that's hard waiting to know if, if the Lord even has a spouse for them. Yeah. Right. So sure. kind of fulfillment of that kind of desire is something I know people struggle with. I think some people struggle waiting on the Lord with regard to um, uh, kind of just kind of path in life, mm-hmm. which direction career wise, uh, let's say, or, or calling you know, some people are trying to do I, am I called to ministry or missions or something? Yeah. Can you think of others that you that are on your mind? Yeah. Those, those definitely come up. I think, uh, yeah, the, the marriage, the career path, the calling, the vocation, um, maybe even the in, health of someone that, that they're praying for, Yeah, you know, waiting on the Lord's answer in that regard. But yeah, sorry, you were saying, yeah. Um, but we live in an instant gratification culture we want it so quickly that waiting isn't something and and it's not to say waiting is not doing anything and and not pursuing but there's a posture of trusting and and not fretting over your waiting it's patiently waiting and that that's a hard thing uh, yeah i like the word i I like the word you use posture roger that's just such a helpful important word because you can be doing um, you know, living obediently. So you're still living mm-hmm. uh, with a posture that is so attentive to the things of God, so submissive to his will that you're ready to turn quickly if he's redirecting you. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, a waiting posture there as well. I, we're, because of time, I, I want to push on just uh, to the end of, in just verse 11. Yeah. It says, but the meek, shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The meek shall inherit the land. And uh, it's interesting because this sounds like what Jesus says in the Beatitudes, the the meek, uh, you know, blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. Um, I think that's what he's referring to. He's looking back Mm -hmm. at this Psalm. Um, What do you, what do you make of that language of the meek? Yeah, if I'm remembering right, even in the context of Matthew of, of uh, blessed are the meek of the one who's not not weak, but the one who's submitting and, and walking wisely. Um, yeah, just that, that relationship with the Lord where you're submitting to him, you're, you're even living not, not this uh, trying to figure it all out. Yeah but you're looking to the Lord and, and seeing the future because look at it, right. It's not, uh, you're going to inherit everything right now. This, this is a future promise. Yep. That's right. And a future blessing that's coming. So that, that even takes the right mindset to remember. Yeah. Uh, Derek Kidner says about meek, he says, there are those who choose the way of 
patient faith hmm. instead of self-assertion. Instead of self-assertion. I, I like that definition. Um, I also like that you reminded us that there's the, again, there's that future focus versus that this temporal, very temporary right now gratification, short-sightedness that the psalmist is bringing out here. There's so, so much here. I, we thought this would be a nice quick little episode. Um, if we wanted, we could turn it into quite a few, but there's so much yeah. wealth. And, and the, the, the fun thing, Roger, is I, I love talking scripture with you. I love these episodes where we dig into the word. Um, and I hope that our listeners not just enjoy us digging in the word. That's, that's great and fun, but I hope they're digging into the word. I hope they realize yeah. that's where all of this really comes from. Anything that we say that's just of our own mindset is never uh, important, you know, yeah. but the things that are coming from God's truth, um, those are things that we should hold fast to these things and dig in mm -hmm. deeper and deeper. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, uh, Roger, any thoughts that, that jumped out at you today? Uh, anything that you'd like to just kind of leave with our listeners? Just a good reminder, uh, a lot of these verses are good verses to even pray over for your own heart, to take yeah. them before the Lord and ask the Lord to make them the reality of our lives, uh, can spur on um, some great prayer times with the Lord. So how about you? Yeah, I, I just, verse four to me has been such an important challenge in my life mm -hmm. as I've as I understood it at some point to mean that, you know, the Lord has to, has to be my desire and mm. he'll give himself to me and he'll give, you know, that that's what it means. It, he's changing my heart more than giving me my desires. He's changing my heart to have the right desires. And yeah. it's such an important challenge to me. And I, I, I just want to hold to that and, and offer that to our listeners. Uh, so uh, we hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. If you did, and you'd like to share it with others, we'd love for you to share and also subscribe. Uh, tell some friends uh, if this is a blessing to you, that it might be a blessing to them as well. Uh, until next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodandstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.